Indeed. Oh, buddy. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What is the real deal, people? What is the real deal? Oh, yeah. Uh, hope everybody is good out there. You know, we're good out here in um, our, our beautiful, beautiful studio that we call the Beat Locker. Right here in Pimp City, California. Yes, sir. Although Phil is in Phil's castle, what's the hassle? Ceiling rigs. Ice coffee today, Funky Phil? Yeah. It's oh, hot. Yeah. Hello. All right. That's what's up. Uh, everybody, I'd like to welcome you to the Drum Brigade podcast. That is right. Yes. Episode 113 coming right at you. Oh, yeah. Right at you. I'm Corey Kingston. And uh, sipping that iced coffee, just looking handsome, dude. Just Kendall. Kendall over there. Yeah. It's the one. It's the only fantastic, funky Phil Pardell. Oh, boy. <laughs> funky Phil. What's up, Funky Phil? You, that's what's up. <laughs> you've, been, you've been saying that. We've had that exact interaction at the beginning of our show for like five years now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, You're always what's up, you know? Oh, thanks, man. You know, I'm trying, <laughs> trying to keep it alive. Um, so Drum Brigade, you know, we're just, we're still kicking. We're still alive, man. We're still alive. We're still, our heart is still beating. We're still out here. We're doing it. We're doing our thing. You know, we think that nobody's listening, but people are listening, Phil. Mm. You know, and people are aware of the brigade. They just don't know how to like be a part of the brigade or if they're like worthy. And the fact of the matter is you are you belong. That's what the whole thing is about. Acceptance and belonging. Camaraderie over competition. So we have a lot of things that are going on with Drum Brigade. Chops and coffee, drum lessons, merch. Came out with some Chops and Coffee merch last week. Dope stuff. If you join Chops and Coffee, did you know, Phil, if you join Chops and Coffee, you get a 10% discount on merch? That's fantastic. Yeah, you got to join though. You're not getting a discount code if you don't join. So, um, yeah, all you got to do is wake up at seven, come and play some paradiddles with us. Um, so yeah. Um, and if you stream with us at seven in the morning, that still doesn't get you a, a discount because I never mention it on the streaming. It's only in our group chat. Um, but guys have already taken advantage of that, bought some chops and coffee merch. Oh, also if you join chops and coffee, you get merch off of all drum brigade merch. So not just chops and coffee merch, everything. So you can get a face. You get a shirt with your face on it for 10% discount. My face. Yeah. My That's face. Right. Yeah. Or Corey's face. That's what's up. <laughs> no one would buy my shirt. Everybody wants your shirt, though. That's not people true. Like, I think people. Is that a Kendall on your shirt? People actually have bought your shirt with your face on it. But I don't. <laughs> not a single one of mine is sold, right? I don't think so. Yeah. No one wants my you, face on a shirt. This ugly mug? Mm mm. <laughs> Your wife should, of all people, should buy your shirt. Although my wife didn't buy my shirt. So, yeah. My wife's like, I see your face every day. Why would I want my, your face on my shirt? It's a bold move. Yeah. Um, if it was like my face with an arrow that said stupid, then she would buy it. 
Um, all right. So anyways, yeah, guys, check out drumbrigade.com. Um, all kinds of stuff in the works. we got a Patreon, $5 a month, $5 a month for Patreon lessons, like $1.25 a week. Although I haven't uploaded a lesson in a long time. So um, I should uh, get on that this week, like maybe today. Um, I got to, yeah, figure some stuff out. I have a triplet lesson that I've been trying to figure out how to get uploaded and all up in that mix. So we'll get that. We'll make that happen. But, um, yeah, $5 a month. It's for you. I mean, seriously, like I went to Starbucks the other day, I got a sandwich and a coffee and it was like almost $10. And that was one meal and one coffee. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, people can get like knowledge, like they can learn something basically for free. Mm -hmm. Not even one cup of coffee, depending on what you get at Starbucks. Um, so you guys should check it out. All right. Anyways, enough about drum brigade enough about us. Um, let's get into it. One thirteen. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty much second nature at this point. Yeah. This is muscle memory doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't even think anymore. It's already done. We're basically already done. I do it in my sleep. Yeah. I basically fart out episodes at this point. <laughs> uh, man, how's everything going? How was your week, Funky Phil? We're still alive, man. We're still alive. It was good, man. I had a pleasant week. That's good. Um. Oh, boy. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. <laughs> well, Corey, it's been an action-packed week. I know why this music is going on. Mostly good. Mostly good. There was a moment of... But it wasn't too bad. <laughs> oh, it's just okay. a little, a little scare. Where we are, so we we've been taking our kids to swim lessons, and um, early last week we got a call that our swim instructor had the Ronas. Oh no, no, yeah. no! So we were like, oh shoot! And we had family. I had family coming into town, like the like in a couple days. And they had, they had kids, and I just wanted to make sure that we were all good. So we we all got tested, and we all passed. So yeah. it was a big deal. But Dang, I, good. Um, I played my first gig. Dang! Yeah. yeah. Nice one. First gig since... I have a bone to pick with you about this, but we'll continue. A bone oh, to yeah. pick? Uh-oh. Notebox. Hmm. Shoot. Well, it went fantastic. There, it was a sold-out show, and uh, everybody loved it. They like. They seemed. Everyone seemed happy with the way I played. Yeah. So that was nice, and um, it felt good playing like original music and music in the style that I want to be playing music in. You're leaving out a detail, and this is why I have a bone to pick with you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what detail? 
You're leaving out a vital detail here. What detail? Why are you not telling me that you're playing with Whitney Shea? Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if, uh, yeah, it, it was with Whitney Shea. Okay. Like, I don't have a problem with Whitney Shea. I have like, I think she's dope, man. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't. Are you scared? Are you scared to tell me that you're playing with Whitney Shea? Is that the problem? No. Okay. I, I honestly, I didn't. I was not trying to keep it from you at all. I didn't. I just. Uh, uh, okay. I don't know. Okay, because the history has it. There's been a many a soapbox that I've had specifically about Whitney Shea. I know. Yeah. And I, but, but it's not like I have all the respect for her in the world. I think she's great. I think she's, she's absolutely great at what she does and how she does it. And I'm not the right drummer for her. Mm -hmm. That's where my, that's where our beef is. I'm not the right guy and she's not the right girl for me, you know, but. I think that the world needs her and she's, she's a really like a really great musician, really great um, singer. And I think that's awesome that you're playing with her. Thanks. I man. don't think that she's as dope as she thinks she is, but that's just a dig. That's just a dig. Phil. Okay. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> I, I, I think she's uh, like jokes aside. I told her this, that I have a lot of respect for what she does. And I think that she's great. And um, so, that being said, I'm really stoked that she actually got a, gr- a great drummer now. So, oh, thanks. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm not like, I don't know. I was just subbing, you know, her, her main dude just moved away. Um, yeah. So I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm stealing anyone's gig. Like he just, he had a, he had a, an opportunity and moved away pretty last minute. So she was scrambling to get a bunch of gigs filled. Yeah. And um, called me for a couple. I think she called the right uh, guy though. Yeah, I like, hope so. I I had yeah. a lot of fun. I thought I, it was a really good vibe. Everyone was cool, and um, gig went well. Uh, I thought, you know, it was sold out, and we. Uh, I thought I did I did my best, and I felt, dude, it felt so good to play music again. Like the yeah, whole time, dude. I was just smiling ear to ear. I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> and, I know all that again. talk that we spent saying that we don't want to do this anymore and we don't want we want to just focus on teaching and drum brigade and all that stuff. It like, yeah, playing, you know, there, I had to come to grips with like, you know, I'm not saying I don't want to play drums anymore, but I had to come to grips with like, when you play a real show, it's like, oh man, come on. How can I yeah. live without this? Well, it was extra good. <laughs> I mean, I still, I'm still in that, like, I mostly want to teach and record and stuff mindset. I just, yeah. I want to. I just. I just want to do gigs that I like. I think like the gig play That's with original original bands and like. I'm. I just don't want to be in the uptown funk scene anymore. I know, and th- that's what I'm. That's my whole point. Is yeah. like, I was saying, hey, I want to play gigs, but I want to play the gigs that I want to play. You know, I don't want to play. I don't want to do. Well, exactly what you said. And yeah. right now I'm I'm in that world because I have to catch up and I have to feel like what it feels like to make money again. <laughs> oh yeah. But, and nothing against that world. You know, it's great. It's a great thing. And I had a lot of fun there and, you know, learned a lot and met a lot of people yeah. and made friends and nothing wrong with it in any way. It's just, I think I'm, you know, we're both on the same page, ready for yeah. a different direction. I think though where it, where it gets rocky for me right now is like you know I have tours coming up and I'm I'm doing rehearsals out of town and like my teaching schedule is like oh wait a minute like 
I, I kind of made a decision to, I want to be like a full-time teacher. And now I have to like go back to my, my, my other world. How do I balance both? You know? And so I'm really like, I need to do some like, like re re um, what's it called? Uh, not re repurposing, but re uh, programming and mm-hmm. my, and myself for um, being balanced and figure like being able to work, you know? Yeah. So I need to, I need to like right now, like normally after, after our podcast, I take a break, take a lunch break. And then sometimes I'll lay down and like, just re, just get some energy going for my lessons that don't end until like eight tonight. And, um, today I, there's none of that. Like I'm, I need to learn material. I need to chart out material and then I need to hopefully film some drum lesson videos. So that, that's definitely happening tomorrow, you know? Yeah, man. So, um, but anyways, back to you, man, that's really cool. And like, I think that's really like Whitney Shea needs somebody like you in the band, like, you know, or to work with, she needs somebody that, you're you're very like confident in playing but you don't make like huge waves and like i'm very confident in like like um i don't know what the what the deal i'm very confident in playing but i'm also like i'm not i'm not like i there's there's two leaders when you have somebody like whitney shea leading the band and then i'm trying to end the song and then she's trying to end the song and like we're trying to end it in different ways we butt heads Mm. I mean, that's like basically the gist of it. Um, and, um, I'm not going to talk about like, cause the, the, the stuff that we've gone through, um, me and her is like way under the bridge. And like, we've, we've both talked about it and apologized. And like, I, I felt like I really disrespected her on the bandstand and I shouldn't have done that. And I felt really bad about it. So, um, and I do like the, the point that I wanted to make to her was like that we had a disagreement on the stage, but I want to make sure that you know that I do respect you as a musician and as an artist and I appreciate what you do. And like that has nothing to do with our beef, you know? Yeah. So that I don't, I, I don't know how she feels. She probably has some, some beef still with me, but I, I don't know. I can't speak for her, but I just, um, all I want to say is that we've just, we've had our disagreements, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that she's a, a very respected, you know, a staple in, in San Diego. And, um, she's a great musician. Yeah. She's not afraid to do what she does and how she does it. And yeah. that's dope. And it's cool. I don't know. A lot of her, with her like original stuff the most of it has like very specific endings already mm-hmm. too. But well, that's, that's, that's the funny thing with her is, you know, for her and her band, my whole point was like, this is what you should be doing. This is where you shine, you know? And like, when you come over to like the cover band world, like it wasn't even like, this is our world, but it was like, you're kind of bigger than this. Like, you know, and you, you can't come into, you, you're, you can't come into this world and then try to do it the way that you run your band because this isn't your band. You know, like, and I feel like you're beyond this. Like you're, you're bigger. You don't need to do this. Like you need to be headlining shows, you know, and like selling out places. So I, you know, that it it came out really wrong. And when we discussed it, it was like, that's kind of what I was getting at is like, Hey, you know, like 
I don't think I belong here either, but you know, and I think that it's a means to an end, but I feel like there's a way to do things, you know, and like, I, I feel like I'm already saying too much, but there, I do think that she, dude, Whitney tours and does her thing and plays around town and she sells out places, plays a belly up and all this stuff. And then she's going to come and sing at a wedding. It's like, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, I don't make the rules. I'm not saying she shouldn't, but I'm saying as an artist, man, she, in my opinion, when I see her, I feel like she's above that. She's like, she's a talented artist and she's selling herself short. I think if she's doing weddings, it's my opinion and my opinion doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. But no, I think she's, I don't know. I don't want to speak. She's not doing them I anymore. She's I don't not doing wanna... cover band gigs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounded like she's, she's going to focus more on original stuff. Anyway, super fun time. It was really good. I, I enjoyed myself immensely. And, uh, it was it was cool because that was also the same night that my family I have like had cousins coming into town and they came in that yeah. night and they came and saw the show and nice uh, we've been hanging out we did like Father's Day fun stuff yesterday I was gonna ask and, uh, you about that oh it was so great yeah big old family brunch and then uh, Charlotte was playing just down the street that was the other thing that was rad was the this gig that I played with Whitney was like eight minutes from my house. Oh, really? Which is extremely rare living in Fallbrook. <laughs> <laughs> that is dope. Yeah, it was this this local guy, um, he puts on like music events where he'll get like several bands and he he does a good job with um promoting it and gets it, you know, packed, gets a bunch of people out. He'll he'll do stuff in other towns too. Like I think they're doing a similar event in Sedona this week. Cool. Was it like a blues festival or something? No, there, there it was like a variety show almost. I don't know. Okay. There was like a um it started with a solo pianist and then there was a uh, trio that was um there there was like an accordion player and a singer and a cool. and a guitarist. It was that like sounds fun. had some Latin vibes to it, you know? And then and then there was this band Daring Greatly, which is more of like a kind of like alternative rock original band they're nice. um they're cool and then us it was cool it was a fun night i did let the other guy use my drums oh boy <laughs> i don't even have a boo do i do i have a boo yeah <laughs> i didn't Ooh. mind he was he he was really nice and i i was i was fairly confident he wouldn't destroy my drums and he didn't and, i uh man it's a touchy one for me, you know. I know. It's a touchy one for me, man. I, I'm usually not down, but um, I, I was pretty aware of, of this dude and their band and the way they do things, so I felt I felt good about it. I'm actually to the point of, like, if that's going down, I'm bringing one of the practice, like, studio kits, and, like, I'm not letting anybody play my Masters of Maple. I just, um, I feel like it's just principle at this point. It's just... I I don't think that I should have to let you play my drums. Yeah. And I feel like if if it's the sound man just being la- somebody's being lazy where they're like they're not respecting, you know, if there's a house kit then that's fine. But, you know, if there's a quick changeover and all that stuff, I get it. But then let's use a backline kit. I'm not a backline company. If you want to pay me as a backline company, then yeah, I'll bring I'll bring some I'll bring a kit. And bring some stuff to do it, but you're getting lazy. Somebody's getting out of something. And that's not okay. 
Yeah. I'm not a backline company. You're not using my stuff. Yeah. Period. I so. feel you on that. And I, I definitely felt a little bit of that in the back of my mind, but I was just like, you know, I just, just, this is my first show back. I don't I just want to keep it smooth and fine. I know. And light and- I, um, I was, I've already thought about that. Like we were shuffling bang was trying to get on, um, this like agrolytes, um, sh- uh, slackers gig. And so whenever the slackers go on tour, that's one of the things for the opener. If you want to get on the opening bill for the slackers, you have to provide the equipment. It's like part of their deal. Whoa. And so for years I had to, or for years, for like a couple tours, like years ago, they were like, when I was using the, the spawn kit, they were like, okay, well, yeah, like C spot can open, but we're using your stuff. And then they were like, okay, we'll just do anything to get on the show. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And so like their drummer, (laughs) there's just so many things. This is what helped me push me over the edge of like, I'm not allowing this anymore. Like one gig, the drummer broke the snare head. I've like I played this. I I've I never break snare heads, dude. Like I I mean I hit hard. I'm like and then just in the middle of the set, I had full fire drill. Had to go help him swap out a head on on the drum on the oh, snare drum. Oh man! And I'm like I've been playing for I, I I use this snare for years, man. And like I you know I don't know how you split a, and then the the drummer like sweats profusely, dude. Like. <laughs> pours sweat and so i had like one of those like velvet kind of what on my spawn throne i had like a the the round you know like the orange county thrones or like the spawn thrones or like whatever that had the velvet on the top and like yeah a low rider seat or whatever Uh i had one of those dude soaking wet no with sweat yes soaking wet and then, you know, it's just like, they don't freaking care, man. There's like, stuff is getting scratched up. Everything is getting readjusted. Oh, gross. I'm and so I'm just like, you know what? And, and so there was another beef where I, they, they were playing games. This was also years ago, but they're playing games with us where we were, we were like, like the promoter would be like, okay, there's no, there's no writer tonight. So you guys are getting a buyout. And then they go, we gave the buyout to the leader in the slackers. But because that wasn't in our contract that we were supposed to get a buyout every night, which it's it, it was part of the deal, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I, I don't know something wasn't worked out. So then he just pocketed the money. So that whole night we didn't get to eat because he pocketed our money and we went to him to go to the to get our buyout and he's like that wasn't part of the deal. What? Yeah. And so there was stuff like that where I was like, okay, you guys want to play that game? And we were we were playing like at the Roxy or something or the the El Rey El, the El Rey in in L A, and they were filming a video and they wanted to make sure that we had like our they're using our stuff, and um they were wanted to make sure that everything like they wanted to we had to get to the show early to set up our stuff so that they can get a, a proper sound check for their video shoot, and so seriously the guys had to convince me to not bring like. I wanted to bring a little 18 inch floor Tom converted bass drum. I wanted to bring a, a Timbali as a floor Tom that doesn't adjust. Oh, and I wanted to bring like a random rack Tom and cymbal stands that were stripped out. I wanted to bring like the jankiest stuff I had in my closet. That was just extra parts. Oh man, that'd have been funny. And I wanted to set that up on the drum riser and then set my, at the time, which was like a hot drum set, set up my light up drums right in front of the drum riser. 
and be like, no, I'm going to play these tonight, but you're going to play those for your video shoot. And next time, give us our buyout and then we won't have a problem. <laughs> and the guys were like, dude, you can't do that. They were like laughing at first. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm like, you can't, you can't freaking do this to us. That's, and that's like, super lame of them. Yeah. And so I was like, no, dude, no. I'm like, you're using my stuff, dude. You're using my stuff that I've like worked hard to get an endorsement. And, you know, I, this, this kit was built for me. Like that spawn kit has my name on the bass drum. Like it's like, uh, uh-uh. and so I didn't end up doing that. I, I was like, because the drummer was cool and he wasn't the one that was being a jerk. There was a few other guys though that were, uh, so, yeah, that's true. Anyways. You don't want to punish, the, punish the drummer for, yeah, I, I wanted to punish the band though. Like yeah. you're gonna have the worst drum set in the world, <laughs> mix matched, just parts thrown together for your video that you're just you've been waiting, you've been playing this whole tour anticipating that. Man, I'm like, and I was not gonna get one of those cheap thrones that you have to unscrew everything to like move it up or down. <laughs> it's super flimsy. I'm like, go ahead and sweat on this, dude. <laughs> I didn't oh do it, man. Though. I didn't do it. That's good. That's funny. Dude, I will say that my uh my symbol sounded so good for this live, huh? For this this they're just perfect for that that kind of stuff. It sounded That's I, dope. My new crash that I got recently was just like perfect, man. I Did just, you use them all? No. Nah, well I used uh I think I used three crashes, which is a lot for nice. me. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, my, my new favorite crash was just like, it was so perfect, man. It's just like, (laughs) it had the the right tone, like, you know, the right, it wasn't, it was kind of lower pitched, had a bit of dirt, gets out of the way quick. You know, it's not like one of those really long extended crashes, just. That's a great feeling, man. When you finally have that sound that's been in your brain it's it's never really been it's always close for me but it's not really like oh my gosh i love this symbol so much like i do love the special drives but like yeah, those are i bad. love them for different reasons it's not really the sound that's in my head but it's kind of like ooh, you know those sounded then, good I, I remember when you did that live stream with the with the two crashes oh yeah and just watching it I mean, the problem the, with they sounded great through the uh, live stream. I thought, yeah. the The problem is with those is, um, I feel like I have to keep incorporating new symbols into my lineup because I feel like, yeah, like I use that setup most of the time. But like the the crash on my right, it's a small, it's like a eighteen inch, um, special dry crash. I feel like that one isn't quite right. It's a little too fast. It's a little too quiet. It's a little too dirty, but I love it. I love it, but I feel like it should be in the mix. I just feel like there should be another one that's a little brighter and a little like maybe like a fast crash or something. I don't know. So I, I just, I haven't figured it out, but it also I'm, sounds different through the mics though, you know? Yeah. Like it sounds different to you than it does to um, the audience because they're hearing it going through a mic, you know, overhead mics I, and then. I definitely feel like it's a really unique setup for me and it's very unique for ska and reggae. Like no one's using that. Everybody's using like a custom kind of sounds, you know, yeah. like bright, um, sustaining kind of sounding symbols. I have that kind of setup too in the mix. Um, but 
it's uh, I just I I don't really use it unless I'm playing like rock or pop or something. Um, but yeah, I try to use the special dry setup as much as I can because it's just like it's just controlled. It's not like super loud and offensive, and it's quick. It's trashy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, those sound so, good. Speaking of which, man, like I'm so I put in. I didn't put in an order to Zildjian, but I put in an order to Sahir and um, of like everything that I would need for this tour. And I'm like, I am basic, basically saying that we need to pursue like me being an artist on the Zildjian roster. If they don't, then we need to start talking to Minel. We have to figure out something because I can't, I can't take my symbols, dude. They're like my rock setup setup is like pretty much on the verge of cracking and being needed needing to be traded out you know yeah and so and like my hi-hats are cracked they just sound amazing and then like i think i have an a custom that might be like either cracked or on the verge Mm. so i'm like so i put together a list of like here's everything i would want to play on this gig and it's a lot of symbols man they'd be dumb they'd be dumb to not do it though i feel like i feel kind of the same man like i i just feel like look you know, I have tour dates already. Like I have all the, all the bases covered for what would, what it would take to be an artist. I don't understand why it hasn't, you know, maybe because I don't have 20,000 followers on Instagram, but like, nah, that's fine. I, I bet you they're going to, they're going to jump on it. I mean, I hope so, man. Plus you've been promoting them for like, since I've known you, you've been like yeah. all about Zildjian. So like, they, I, don't I just know. wish be, I could talk to somebody, you it, know, just like, yeah. hear me out man between the brigade and like the tours and all this stuff man it's like come on mm-hmm. like you know and like you know i don't know I if just, they don't you should just like sell all your zildjans dude what is wrong with you zildjan get it together zildjan <laughs> I, uh, I would, I will be like, if it doesn't happen this time, I'm going to be like really pursuing pretty much anybody else. Like, I feel like, um, I, man, I can't really pursue Istanbul. And if that dude still works for them, that, that, that dude was the worst, the worst dude next to Vic Firth, which I heard that dude doesn't work for them anymore. Mm. Um, that dude was the absolute worst scumbag in the drum industry. The worst, (laughs) the worst. I hated that dude. Um, but yeah, uh, so Istanbul would be a great company. Uh, but I really, dude, I really would hands down. I would like, I would be, I'm, I'm like, if Zildjian doesn't come through, which I really, I'm not threatening, but I'm just saying like, I really love Zildjian. I've played Zildjian my whole life. And, um, I feel like I really want to be a part of the Zildjian family. I feel like it's very consistent if I break, an a custom and then I need to get a replacement a custom. It's very consistent. It's not like it's going to completely sound like a different symbol. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. I don't want, I don't want a one-off symbol that only sounds like this because, and, and yeah, I just, and I need support. Like I need stuff to be there when I fly into a certain place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, um, I need replacements. I need support. I need a, I need a pretty heavy, I need like two high dual high hat setups and like, I need like quite a, I don't need like a crazy, like I'm not talking like freaking Terry Bosio or whatever set up, but I need like, I have like four crashes and a ride and two hi-hats and that's basically it. Four bass drums. Four bass drums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Standard, you know. So it's not like that crazy. It's really not, but it's just like, yeah. 
needs to they come on you guys gotta i've been doing this for a long time man i have all the credentials from like modern drummer magazine to freaking playing on tv and playing on doing tours and teaching and it's gonna happen it's gonna happen putting it out there in a real way that i love you zildjian even (laughs) though i get mad at you sometimes i'm not as good as mike mangini (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) seriously all jokes aside though i love i i want i zildjian is my first place but if zildjian doesn't come through like like i hope i'm going full blast as hard as i can pursuing minel i love minel they make great stuff i feel like it's hard man i've heard different stories i've heard that from other people like they won't even look at you unless you have millions of followers and and then i heard guys it's like no we like unique stories that like we like you know guys that just fit our brand and so i i love that they're some of the only symbols that i hear where i'm like that is what's in my brain that's the sound Mm. so i just don't know anything about their lineup you know so that's exciting stuff man I hope it comes through. Um, that's kind of a bit of a bitter little, 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 little bit of a, it's like a 25% soapbox so far <laughs> because it's just like, I need answers and the tour manager is needing answers. And like, you know, you're waiting on people and sometimes you don't know for sure if they're really like helping you, which, you know, you can't expect them to just focus all their attention on me only. But sometimes when you're like as self-centered as I am, you think that you're not doing anything but <laughs> looking at what you need. <laughs> oh, man. This is why you're a true drummer, Corey. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, all right, Phil. Anyways, um, let's talk about me. How Even was, though I've been butting in your on week? your conversation. How was your week, sir? This whole time I've been just talking about myself while you're trying to talk about your weekend. No. Um. I have a few, so I'm going to be hitting this button a couple times. Uh-oh. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know the biggest thing that they can do? is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. Got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style, and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. All right, let's start with this one. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right This now. one is about my family. Uh-oh. I love my family, man. And when I see them, it's just like, oh, man, I miss my family, you know? But then every time I hang out with my family, I'm like, this is why I don't come around. This is why. You freaking idiots. This is why. (laughs) Last July, almost a year now, my uncle passed away from COVID. And we haven't been able to have a memorial or anything like that, observance of celebration, whatever. 
Um, so because of COVID. So finally, the la- like not this weekend, but last weekend, they had like a, a like a gathering observance. It wasn't a memorial. It wasn't like, you know, somebody gave like a drab talk about him and all that. It was just like a dinner, you know, vibe, like just a cool hang. And it was like right on the water in Dana Point. It was really nice, man. And so I had a gig, so I couldn't stay, but I wanted to at least show up for his wife, you know, and for my family, my grandma and all that. So we show up and like, we roll in and everybody's like, Hey, what's up? And like, I'm like, just saying hi to everybody. And we don't, we honestly don't come around very much, me and my wife. Um, and so dude, we're, you know, so my uncle, the one that passed away, his daughter, she's my next in line cousin. We like literally grew up together. Like they lived in a house behind our house, you know? And so we were neighbors all throughout, you know, our childhood and we grew up together, her and her sister, her brother also passed away like not too long ago. And so, um, that was my like younger cousin. Anyways, I'm like, Hey, she's younger than me, by the way. She's already a grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma. Younger than you and a grandma. (laughs) Younger than me. But you're only like 25. I'm like, I can't even wrap my head around being a dad. Not that I'm going to be a dad, but like, I can't even wrap, like come to grips with like, maybe I want to be a dad. I'm like, I'm not ready. And like, she's a grandma. That's bananas. So we're like, Hey, you know, like good to see you hugs, you know, whatever. And then we're chatting it up with her and her sister and then her, her daughter and her son and then her grand, her like nieces and nephews and her grandkid. Grandkid has like snot coming out of his nose. I'm like, I'm not going to hold that kid, even though he's cute. I'm like, yeah, good to see you guys. And then I'm like, all right, we got to go. And so we kind of start dipping out. My dad calls me the next day and he's like, hey, uh, just so you know, your cousin tested positive for COVID. What? And she knew. And she knew at the party. No. Really? Or no. Sorry. No, no, no. She didn't know, but she was sick at the party. Uh. So she got her confirmation the next day. I mean, that means she got tested before the party, though. So she has suspicions. So she was already sick a week before the party, got tested for COVID. Granted, it is her dad. So I'm sure like she felt like she had to be there. But dude, no face mask. Mm. You got a baby. That's your grandkid that you've been holding all this time with snot coming out of his nose. No face mask. Dude, You got all these people all over the place. And I'm like, this is why. This is why. Her dad did the same thing. He wanted to have a family dinner with everybody, gave COVID to all three of my other uncles. Okay, my uncle, my other uncle was sick as a dog and he wanted all of us to be there and me and my wife and my mom and dad were like, no. A week later, this fool's in the hospital. And then like three weeks later, he's dead. I'm like, sorry to freaking air out my dirty laundry about my family, but like, bro, same thing. That's crazy, man. And so we're like, my dad is panicking. And my my dad is just like, I don't know what we're going to do. We have to quarantine for two weeks. And I'm just like, dude, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, it's probably not that bad. Don't start telling yourself you got COVID. I'm like, my dad's been vaccinated, so but my mom hasn't. And so... I'm like, you know, don't forget that we lived at a time where like everybody probably had it and we were around them before we knew what it was, you know? And I'm like, so I'm like, 
My wife never got it. My mom had it. And I'm like, she probably still has antibodies. And I'm like, and she beat it. I'm like, I've been vaccinated and I had it. You had it or you never had it, but you got vaccinated. I'm like, so don't jump to conclusions yet. Just because she was there, you know, it doesn't mean that we all have it now. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, (laughs) and then I'm like hearing through the grapevine that like, they like went to like Knott's Berry farm when they knew they had it. And like, in order to get in, you have to be like, do you have any, any symptoms of COVID? You have to like, you know, be a stand up citizen and say yes or no. And they're like, no. And then they went in. So I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to Knott's Berry farm. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Cause people are still out there like this. That sucks, man, dude. And so I'm like, look, man, like I don't, I don't mean to like, be like this but like this is why dude like i love my family i miss my family but this is why i don't come around dude Mm. this is why like this is not cool that is not cool you could have infected everybody there yeah yeah we're like coming out of this it's crazy and this whole like now that they um they like took down the mandate for businesses you know for the mask but so like people are like acting like it's gone, but it's, it's not. And the mandate lift is for people who've been vaccinated. Right. You know, which doesn't include children, by the way. Right. Like, well, that's what I kind of had to come to grips with because I I still don't believe that the vaccine is going to like, it's going to, well, science is kind of saying otherwise, but like in my mind, the vaccine wasn't going to protect you from like, it's, it's not a cure but it's going to like hinder your symptoms or I don't know if it's a block though to, to stop you from getting it, but that's kind of why the numbers are going down. Right. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I'm not but, either, but yeah, from what I understand, it's training your body to immediately kill it. If you come in contact with it. So. Yeah. There's new variants, man. There's a lot of things we don't it's, know. It's true. There, there are new variants and it's always, I still it's always changing. I, I, I've been, I mean, since I got a vaccine, I've been kind of way more lenient. Like I, I still will wear a mask like at the store. I'm just not going to be, I don't want to, I don't want to get in a confrontation with people Yeah. and I want to be safe toward other people because other people aren't my other people aren't vaccinated. So like if I, like I could still be a carrier and I could still give it to somebody, you know? And so I'm like, I'm still going to wear a mask just like, you know, if I'm, if I'm around somebody, I'll wear it. If I'm not like, you know, I'm totally okay with that. And that's the fundamental thing is that I feel like, I mean, the whole mask thing is mostly about keeping from spreading it to other people. It's not like a protect yourself thing. So I feel like there's a lot of, there's a, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get into it or anything, but I I just feel like there's a good amount of people that look at it as like a one way street. Like they're just, it's only if they're only thinking about how it affects them and it's not, it's, it's mostly about stopping spreading it to our most exposed and, and vulnerable, you know? Right. Cause there's people that, that can't get the vaccine. There's people that are extremely high risk and right. I don't know. I feel like everyone, it just makes sense to do everything you can to keep, keep people from dying. Like if, well, I, the thing is, man, there's, so there's, there's two different, there's two different worlds here. There's that world of like, Hey, I want to do everything I can, um, out of a courtesy to other people. So like some people I know aren't, aren't vaccinated, but they are still very cautious face masks, 
trying to stay up on their immune system and all of that stuff. Um, and very precautious. Like if their symptoms are getting tested, they're like, they're, you know, it's all of that stuff. And that's, I feel like a very courteous thing as a citizen in a community, that's what you should do. And then there's people like what I'm describing, like my cousin, that's just like, I'm feeling sick, but it's probably not COVID. So I guess I'm just going to not wear a mask and then boom, test positive. And like, I, I heard that she's like, not, she's, she's really sick right now, dude. Like, man, I'm sorry. I'm so I'm just like, she, gosh, man, she pulls through. I but, hate, like, I'm not trying to, you know, throw my cousin under the bus, but like, I, I guess that is what I'm kind of doing. But like, what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, it just, it's a soapbox and it's really irritating. And like, that's, that's yeah. So I, I don't feel any symptoms. I don't feel like I'm sick, anything like that. Um, I'm worried about my wife though, but she's not sick at all either. So, and we went, we had to go to the hospital to visit my grandma and they had to test your temperature and all that. And we both were like, fine. So anyways, that's one. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Just a quick one. A butthole broke into my, to Charlotte's studio again. Again? Yeah. I can. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to to mention that. Do you guys have insurance? She didn't. But um that was cuz the dude the insurance companies suck. Like last time she got broken into, she tried to get insurance and they're like, "Oh, you just got broken into, so we can't give you insurance for no, ni- 90 days no. or something." You guys got to try Music Pro insurance, man. This is a shameless plug. I don't, they don't endorse our show at all. Yeah. Whitney was saying that too. Yeah. They are the best. So hopefully she'll get to them. But luckily after the last break in, cause last time they got everything, they stole like everything, but yeah, she signed up for a, um, security system and and like with a company where they, it's like 24 seven monitoring. Mm-hmm. So she's got like security cameras in there and an alarm system. And if there's, you know, if someone gets in there and the, um, there's someone that'll see it and call her yeah. up and stuff. And that's what happened. She was like putting her boys to sleep and she got a call from the company and they're like, you have a break in right now. And, uh, it's creepy though, man. Cause there's the videos you can see, you see yeah. this, this scumbag, like, he he fashioned a key, dude. No way. Yeah. Yeah. There's apparently with like, it wasn't a great deadbolt that she had on this or that her landlord had on this building, but apparently they can like, for certain types of keys, you can like, or I mean, certain types of locks, you can kind of rough out a key with this like kind of soft metal. I, I don't know all the specifics and you put it in the lock and you tap it a certain way and it'll it'll no fit way. itself and then they can he just like you could hear it in the video he just unlocked the deadbolt and comes right in Dude. and then he's like snooping around for a bit and there was like a one minute delay on her alarm uh-huh. and then that starts going off and he just like bolts but he had like a mask and a hood on so he couldn't see who he was did he get anything not a thing didn't get a single thing so did she she takes everything out though like um, now no. Well, she she did for a couple days after that, but um she got or maybe that night she got a a serious like industrial 
a commercial grade deadbolt lock put on there by a company the next day and she updated her security system so it'll go off immediately so (laughs) there's no there's no buffer if someone gets in there it's going to immediately start going but gosh dude yeah lucked out i mean it's it's just so good that she had that security system because so here okay so here's like what i do um we have studio insurance that we have to have in order to rent the place. And then I have to have my own insurance through drum brigade for teaching and stuff like that. So that's like my own renter's insurance. And then I have music pro insurance and music pro insurance is super affordable for me. I have like 30,000 or $20,000 worth of equipment and it's like 250 bucks for the year. Dude, that's not bad. And they cover anything. Like if your snare falls off the freaking plane and breaks, or get stolen or anything, they cover it. That's awesome. And you literally put, like, I put every, like, VIN, not VIN number, but um, whatever number that is. Serial on number? Each drum. Mm-hmm. Huh? Serial number. Serial number. I put yeah. every serial number of every piece of equipment that I have. You have to, like, it takes a long time. You have to itemize it on, like, a, a Google Doc or something. And I list, I mean, I list every serial number of every symbol. I list every symbol. And anytime I get anything new, like any, any microphone I have, anything, every, every snare, every single thing I have, everything is itemized. And then you put how much it costs. And so I just get like, figure out the cost of what it is on like Sweetwater. And I've never had to use it, but um, like I broke my in-ears last week or like two weeks ago. And I was going to like, I, they just split apart, you know? And I, I, I didn't know I could just glue them back together. But so I was like, I need new in-ears. I'm like, I'm about to leave on tour and like, I don't have in-ears. What am I going to do? And so I was like, maybe I should use my insurance. And like, I just let it go and I just glued them back together and they're fine. But nice. Um, but yeah. And so I'm basically covered like on all aspects. It's just peace of mind, man. For me, like, I feel like we're on, we're on a corner unit and um we try to keep everything hidden and stuff and there's always music going on in this complex with like school of rock and there's like dance studios and stuff but right on the like across the train tracks from where we're at it's like a whole community of like homeless people living in the fields over there mm-hmm. and so i'm always like dude when i'm loading out i'm just like oh my gosh man i feel like you know there's cameras i feel like there's people snooping and um but there's a mechanic shop across the way and the dude's super cool like across the parking lot and he's like, Hey man, he's like, don't worry about anybody breaking in. He's like, we, we set up all these, um, these cameras over here. These cameras don't, didn't come with the building. This is us. We, we set that up and they're on 24 hours surveillance. He's like, we got all the cameras set up in our shop and That's I was cool. or all the monitors. And we're like, really? And he's like, Oh yeah, we'll know exactly if somebody breaks in, we'll know, we'll see it. We have all the cameras we're running. They're not fake. And I was just like, dang, we got the right unit here. And That's dope. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, I got to check that insurance out. I want to get it just yeah, for my stuff too, like because it covers you even when you're not at your house, right? You, or your yeah. place of business. Well, that's the only music like insurance I've seen that's first of all as affordable, but they literally cover you for like it's for musicians. Really, it's like because I thought about like what if I get a snare drum stolen? Like what if I'm on tour and you know I break something or you know, somebody smashes something on accident or, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's anything, any way, any shape or form it's covered. 
Dude, you know, I gotta get that. As long as you list it, pretty much it's covered, you know. So sorry. That was the thing where I was like, "Hey, can I get my computer?" Like I was trying to get insurance for my computer, and it was like I was having a hard time through my renter's insurance at my home. And um, but Music Pro, you can do you. It's like anything. I put my cameras on there. I put my like my GoPros in there. I put my my um my computer, my iPad. I'm like, I use everything for music. I need it, you know? Yeah. So. That's cool. Well, that sucks, man. I, I hate that. I want to, I, I have a hard time with that because I, I want to find this dude and like hit him with something. A symbol stand. <laughs> I know. I'm just glad he didn't get anything. Um, are you ready for number two? Yes. Sorry. trying to hear that right now um okay i got two this is kind of two and one i guess no this is just one this is a small one though okay so everything's opening up so i decided to go to the movies see a quiet place amazing by the way i don't know anything about it i'm super out of the loop with new movies okay have you seen a quiet place one nope emily blunt and jim from the office nope Oh my gosh, Phil! You got to get this movie. What? What can you give me a genre? What is? What's the vibe? Oh, it's aliens have invaded, and it's the end of the world. It's my favorite genre. That's right up my alley. Yes, this <laughs> is really good, dude. This is like a really good one. So, a quiet place is like you can rent it or you can get it on. I don't know if it's on Netflix or what it's on, but it's. Uh, I highly recommend renting the first one. It's so good. Weird. Yeah, um, I don't and, think I ever saw that. How'd that one slip by me, Corey? I don't know, but it is dope. Okay, so A Quiet Place 2 came out. And it's equally dope. It's Dang. equally like dope. Equally like dope. So I went to the movies for the first time in almost two years. And I was like, I'm going to get a full movie experience. I am vaccinated and I am going for it. And so I told my wife, excuse me, I'm going to the movies. Do you want to go? So she's like, yes, I want to go. So I'm like, okay, I'm going on this day. I'm going to finish my lessons and then we're going to go. And so I buy my ticket on the Adam app. Um, so I don't have to stand in line. I don't have to do any of that. I can just walk in and I can see my movie in all of its glory. Uh oh. <laughs> so I. Walk into the theater with my Adam app. And then my wife's like, yeah, I want to go. So I didn't buy her ticket because she's already went to see this movie. So I'm like, okay, for one, I got to buy your ticket now. And I don't know if you can get a seat next to mine. So I'm like, let's just figure that out. So I'm like, get your ticket. If you want, I'll just give you the money. Just get your ticket. She still hasn't gotten her ticket. And I'm like, I'm also not going to be late. Okay. So I want to go to the movies and I don't want to, I don't want to be trying to find my seat in the dark. It stresses me. I'm already getting stressed out. Just thinking about that. (laughs) I want to get there early. I want to see the previews. (laughs) I want to sit down. I want to relax. Popcorn. I want my popcorn and I want my icy. You get ices too. Yes. Dang. You go big. That's awesome. I'm doing it. I haven't been to the movies in almost two years. Yeah. I'm doing it. Do it. I haven't had an icy or popcorn 
in almost two years. Dang. And I don't really eat corn, Phil. That's on the no-fly list? It's on the no-fly list. But I'm like, I'm living. I'm living, okay? Just cutting loose. Yeah. And so I walk in. We're like, no, we're, let's, take, let's take you back to when we're leaving the house. Leaving the house, I'm like, hey, me and my wife get home at the same time. And I said, we're, we're going, right? She's like, yeah, I'll be in a minute. I'm like, okay. I'm like, look, just so you know, I'm going in to make food so I can eat before. And then I'm leaving. I'm not going to be late, right? She's like, why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> we're already starting. Like, I'm just letting you know. You don't need to talk to me like I'm a kid. I'm like, I'm okay. Okay. So I go in and I make my food and I'm like, I'm eating. She's just walking in. I'm like, Hey, I'm already leaving. I'm already eating. I'm leaving in about five or 10 minutes. She's like, again, why are you talking to me? I'm like, okay. Okay. So then it's like, I'm eating my food and I'm like five minutes. She's like, my wife is not having it, dude. She's getting super mad. She's like, you don't need to keep reminding me. And also, she's like, we're supposed to be going to have a good time. Why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So finally, it's like, now I'm getting irritated because I'm like, I'm leaving. Uh I'm leaving. And I'm like, I'm getting my popcorn. I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm doing my thing. Long story short, I walk out the door. I'm like, if you're coming, you better come now. And she, so she, she ends up doing her thing. We, We end up going like, just go. And I'm like, I'm leaving. She's like, just go. I don't even want to deal with you right now. And then I'm like, she, she comes out and she's like, can we just not? And I'm like, all I'm saying is I won't be late. Okay. Now cut forward to us walking in. I walk in and I'm just like, yeah, go into the movies, go straight to the, to the thing, to the popcorn thing. Can I get us popcorn and icy? They're like, sure thing, sir. Give me it to me. Pay for it. Go to check in. She's like, still hasn't gotten her ticket. So She's trying to get it for the time. And she's like, I don't know why it's not coming up. And I'm like, look, babe, it's my, my thing is right here. And I'm like, just get the ticket. Well, I don't know why it's not working. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, okay, let's just go buy your ticket. So she's like, yeah, can we get a quiet place for seven? It's like 7.05 now. So now I'm getting pissed. <laughs> They're like 7.05. They're like, you mean 8.20? And she's like, no, seven. And so I'm like, it's probably not showing up because we're late. Uh-huh. They're like, we don't have a showing at seven of seven o'clock. She's like, they're like, we have a, a showing at eight twenty. Oh no! So I bought a ticket for the wrong freaking theater. No. <laughs> By the way, I have my popcorn and my icy in my hand. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I'm like, all I want to do is have a movie experience, and this is what I'm dealing with. Oh man. So they're checking my app. They're like, this isn't even this theater. You're at Regal. They're like, why did you get like whatever, like something else? Oh my God. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're just like, you're not even at the right theater. I'm like, unbelievable. So now I'm, dude, I'm like, I'm at my limit. I'm like, I'm just pissed. (laughs) And so I'm like, and my wife's like, it's not my fault. And I'm like, I didn't say it was your fault. I'm like, I'm just, I just can't have a freaking experience, dude. <laughs> and so I'm that. out in the car. Mind you, I'm in my car with popcorn and an icy, sitting down, trying to get on my app to see what the heck I'm doing. I'm eating popcorn because now I can't sit in front of the freaking movie theater, in front of the screen. I'm in my car eating my popcorn and my icy. That's pissing me off. Oh. 
Next thing I know, I bought a ticket for like this super expensive luxury theater in Carlsbad. Sinopolis? Sinopolis, yes. <laughs> and then, so I call what I think is Sinopolis and like, I'm like, hey, you know, I haven't done this in a while. I got the wrong ticket. Now it's too late for me to, re- you know, request a refund online. Is there anything that you can do? I'm calling the wrong one. I'm calling in Del Mar. <laughs> this kid's like, I can't find your order, sir. And I'm just like, I'm, you know me, Phil. Like, I'm getting like, dude, come on, bro. And so like, <laughs> I end up where I finally get a hold of Sinopolis in Carlsbad. And the girl's like, I can't do anything for you unless you come in. So I like drive all the way. I'm missing my me- my movie now. It's like 7:20. I'm like the movie's starting. Like I'm not I can't just come to you guys and watch the movie. That's what I would have done if I had time. Oh, not to mention I have my see and my my freaking popcorn that they're not going to let me in with. Oh god. And so I'm like I drive all the way to Sinopolis. The lady's like sure no problem. We give gives me a refund. And so I'm like I'm just going to go back to the other place. Yeah. So we buy our tickets from the other place for and the, the original. But now, spot. guess what? Huh. Only the first two rows are open. Oh yeah, the old so sore I, neck seats. Yes. So I had to sit in those seats. I eat my popcorn and eat my drink my slushy or whatever, and then I'm fine. We enjoy the movie. Everything's great. That thing had to be melted to buy both by of our now, tickets right? together. What's that? I said that thing had to be melted by now, right? Oh, it was just pure syrup at that point. <laughs> pure syrup. Dude, the next day I wake up and I have a I have an ankle injury that I've, you know, that like I've, you know, that happened 15 years ago. Oh, I thought you meant a new ago. one. Yeah. Yeah. And um I haven't eaten popcorn or drank red dye number 40 or whatever from slushies in years. My ankle is completely inflamed, dude. I can't even walk. No, really? I can't even, I, I, I get out of bed and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm almost like I'm borderline. Like I might need to go to the hospital. Something's wrong. Dang. And I'm like, I mean, this is like, it's like back to where it was like 15 years ago when I started physical therapy. That's crazy. Yeah. It is bad, dude. Like bad. I'm literally, I'm walking with a cane. I can't, I can't walk. Oh, like I'm man. hopping. It's worst case scenario. And um, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like I have a gig Saturday. I have chops and coffee in the morning. And like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm literally like, I might have to go get a, a double bass pedal just in case I can't give up my, my gig. I, I, you know, I, I can't do this. And so I'm like, I hope this is like not related to the vaccine. I hope this is not related to my foot. Like something broke again in my, like one of the screws came loose. Something, something's wrong. Yeah. But something is definitely wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I went to my doctor, like I see like a, um, uh, um, like a chiropractic, um, alternative medicine doctor and they can like identify food allergies and stuff like that. He's like, dude, why? Did you eat that? And he's like, this is like set off a complete like allergic reaction in your body. Corn is inflammatory. And so that's part of the reason why I have to stay off of it because my stomach and my ankle. Mm. And um, he's like, this is, was a big mistake. You know, he was like, wasn't harping on me, but he was like, this is not good. And he's like, so we have to like 
we have to detox you from this and we have to like get you back to normal, you know? And so dude, it was like totally like, like how I was when I was, when I, you know, 10, 15 years ago. That's brutal. Like taped up. I had to tape up my ankle. I had to like, um, you know, lot, like lots of ibuprofen, elevating ice, like walking with a cane. I mean, it was like completely devastating, dude. Dude. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that mistake again. There's no chance I'm ever eating or drinking that again. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And so just today, like last night was the first day where I was like, I'm still limping pretty bad, but like, I was like, okay, it's like he had, he gave me some exercises and some stuff to do and, um, kinesiology tape and stuff like that to get through my gig. So literally on my gig, I had to, in between every break, I had to take off my sock, take off my shoe and like put, um, CBD oil on like everything, even over the tape and then put everything back on, kind of stay off of it, get through my next set. Same thing on the break, do it again. And then walk around, like do my thing next break, take everything off. And like, it really, really dude, really, really happy. Like you don't even know, dude, like the feeling of like relief I have being able to get through a gig. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm like, you know, the thoughts that go through your head, you're like, I might be done. This might be it. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, even at its worst though, I was able to play like chops and coffee. Like we were doing a bass drum exercise and I was able to pretty much play. So it was, it was like, okay, at least it's doable. And then playing drums really loosens it up, but, um, Hmm. not a good situation. Damn. That is quite, that's a, (laughs) that's a rough movie theater going experience you had. (laughs) All I wanted to do was just have a normal movie theater experience. I thought it was just going to end at the, uh, the stress of, you know, getting on there on time and getting to the right theater. And my wife was like, I ain't eating that. I go, do you want anything? She's like, no. She's like, my wife does not. She'll, she'll like, she'll like, um, take chances on like ice cream or something. Like she'll, that like messes with her, um, her allergies. Mm. But like, she's not, she's like, I will not put like color, like dye, food dye in my body or like corn is really bad for her. Mm. And she's just like, no way am I doing that? You know? And so here's me like, well, fine, I'll just do it. I don't care. I'm like, dude, I will not make that mistake again. No chance. No chance. I love movie popcorn and I love slurpees, whatever they're called. Sluppies. Dang. (laughs) But yeah, no chance. So, so crazy, man. So. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Is there something else you can eat that's not popcorn? That's similar? Mm, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know for sure if it was the popcorn, but he seemed to be focusing a lot on that icy. Mm. The the like high fructose corn syrup and all that crap that's in it, man. It's just it's a lot of processed jazz up in there. A lot of processed stuff in there. Because yeah. I've had like corn tortillas and stuff like that like recently and it wasn't like that. Yeah. I just I like right now it's when I do something that stupid, it's a huge setback for me it's a huge setback. Like, and then, so now I'm like super hardcore on my diet, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, 
I'm not sensitive to it, but I'm like trying to be cautious of like gluten and sugar and like anything that turns to sugar, like rice and like stuff like that. Corn for sure. I'm staying away from you doing the cauliflower rice. Uh, I've been doing like quinoa and stuff like that. Oh, dude, I love quinoa. If I, and it, I would pretty much, every, if I could just eat quinoa instead of rice every time, I, I would. Yeah. But I don't know. My, well, my family, the thing is for me, man, if like I'm usually, if I usually stay really strict on my diet, like my program, then I can make, a, like I can take chances on certain things like, like sugar. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can have a cookie. It's not going to like kill me. Um, or like, you know, before when I was drinking regularly, it's like, yeah, okay. I can like, I can have like a, you know, as many beers as I want and I'll be all right. But now I'm not sure, man, I'm almost a year in with not drinking alcohol. And I'm like scared of like, well, if I do start drinking, am I going to have that effect again? Is it going to affect my ankle? You know? Yeah, maybe I can't have that. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, you know, I just, uh, it is better for people don't realize, man, people think I'm I, like, especially on gigs and stuff when I'm like really adamantly like, no, I I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat certain things. I just won't eat certain things. People are like, Oh God, you're so sen- You're such a soy boy. You're so sensitive. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Like you don't understand. You think I want to do this. You don't think I miss fried chicken. Like, you know, like now. Okay. Well now that's like a personal choice, but you don't think I like missed chicken tacos and like carne asada tacos and stuff like that. Dude, that's like, I, I, that was, there's nothing more delicious than that for me. You know, you don't think I want to drink whiskey and eat steak. I don't know. Now I don't, but like back in the day, I love that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if I could be just like everyone else and eat whatever I wanted, that would be an easier life for me, but it's just not like that. This is why. This is why I made one mistake for a small popcorn and a small, which was like an extra large icy. When you go to the movies, you get a small and it's like, it's like a bucket of icy. And like, here I am a week later, still limping, you know, and having to take time to tape my ankle and, you know, put cream on it. That sucks. So crazy, dude. So that's it. That's it, man. It's like, that's the deal. Um, so yeah. Uh, but anyways, I got through that gig and it was fine. I haven't, I have another soapbox about that gig, but I won't, I won't need to push the button, but it's just about these musicians, man. Like you're back in the mix of, of like playing with people and like, you know, I've of course have my favorite musicians to work with in town and my favorite singers and stuff. And like some of these guys, I'm just like not thrilled to see again. Mm. they're like one part of the big reason why I just want to not do these kind of gigs. But it's just like the style of these guys, man, they have no like shame and no, like they have zero class, you know, zero like pride of like being an upstanding citizen, you know, or like etiquette, Mm. (laughs) you know, and they just, they're just rude and obnoxious and like, not everyone, but I'm just saying certain dudes are just like obnoxious and rude. And like, it doesn't even cross their mind to be courteous toward others, you know, and some of the stuff they do and some of the stuff they say, you're just like, how do you even still have a job? (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I was like thinking about it, like, like, okay, we go to this wedding. Here's a, here's a scenario. 
we go to this wedding. The people are super cool and they're running really behind schedule. And, um, the, the wedding planner and everybody's really nice. And so we take a break, um, so that they can do like their dances and their speeches and all of that stuff. So they start dismissing the tables to go get their food. And there's like a, a pizza truck, man. It's so good too. fire roasted pizza. That's like they're, Ooh. they're making pizzas for, for everybody. Oh, so they're man. releasing table by table by table. Okay. So there's actual people that are actual guests at the wedding that have not eaten yet. And then, so because we're on break, they're like, you guys go ahead and go through and get your food. So we get our food. So some of the guys in the band, you know, you have to be like courteous and realize like what position you're in. Some of these guys are like going through and the pile of pizza slices that they have on their plate is like, it's embarrassing, dude. It's like, it's embarrassing. It's like, you're already like, you're not even a guest. You're, you're a vendor. Yeah. Okay. So then that's one thing (laughs) we all get our stuff. We're eating and everything. So there's still guests being dismissed, like, you know, at, at a time. And, and there's tables that haven't been done. So these guys can't shove this, this pizza in their face fast enough. And then they're like, well, I'm just going to go back for more. And then they just go back and get in line and then get seconds when there's guests literally sitting down, like, like wondering when their table is going to get called. And here's members of the band going through for the second and third time. That's why bands get sack lunches at weddings. Exactly. It's because of that, that kind of behavior. Yeah. And it's not even crossing their mind like, hey, uh, maybe I should just hold off. Yeah. You know, or maybe I should wait until everybody's gone through. Like, maybe I should wait until the family of the bride has gone through the line instead of the band member just going, I'll oh, just whatever. Who cares? And like no one said anything, and I don't know for sure if anybody was really looking, but it's just kind of not the way I was raised, you know. It's like so me and the I, I was like, man, that pizza was really good. I, I want some more. And so me and one of the other guys were like, let's go, let's let's get in line. If those guys did it, you know, we should be able to do it. And then I'm seeing like people coming in line behind us for the first time, mm-hmm. and I'm like. You know, I stick out like a sore thumb, dude. Like I'm the only black dude at this wedding. I'm nine feet tall. Like, you know, that people know, like people know that I'm in the band. I don't have an actual plate. Like I have to get a paper plate from the, you know? Yeah. And so I'm kind of like in my own head, like, ah, man, I don't feel comfortable about this. And, um, and so me and the other guy kind of look at each other and I'm like, I'm not feeling comfortable with this. Let's just go after everybody's eaten. And he's like, yeah, I feel the same way. And then that's, so we just got out of line kindly and let everybody go. And then we walk back and they're like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, I just didn't feel comfortable. It didn't feel right that people haven't gotten their, their first plate and we're going in for seconds. I just don't feel comfortable with that. And it wasn't even like, oh yeah, we should have thought about it. It was just like, oh, well, <laughs> shows what you know. Like that's like kind of the attitude. And I'm like, I just, I just don't like it, man. I just don't like I don't like being associated. I don't, because when, when you have somebody like that, that's taking liberties like that, they're not just like pointing out that guy. They're pointing out the whole unit of the whole band. Yeah. It's like, well, the musicians are getting second seconds, you know, and it's not like, look at this guy. It's like the whole band is suffering because of your like lack of, lack of class, lack of um, etiquette, lack of etiquette. Yeah. 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 Stupid, man. That's lame. 
it's just stuff like that. It's just like me first. Me and my wife always call it me first in the gimmies, you know, like me first in the gimme gimmies. <laughs> I know that was a band, but it's like, it's how it is with everything. It's like loading out and it's like, there's no courteous to other people. There's no courtesy to other people. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. you, you take up a, a lot of space and you, you're unaware that your, 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 your like presence is taking up too much space. You know, like you're always talking. No one really wants to hear what you got to say, you know, but like you're talking mm-hmm. too much and you're saying dumb stuff. You're, 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 yeah, you're just spewing lack of etiquette. Mm-hmm. It's, it's irritating to, to everyone. It's gross. <laughs> I guess that's, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm being pretty specific, but it's like, it's it's a bummer for me to be on gigs like sometimes. I try my best to be positive and be like, it's uh, it's just who he is. We're just different, and maybe I'm seeing this, but not everybody's seeing it that way. But mm-hmm. there's just certain things where I'm like, if this was my band, I'd be like, nah, dude, come on, like we'll go after everybody's gone. You know, just yeah. out of a courtesy to the people who paid for this wedding. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. That's like, yeah, I mean, if you're being associated bundled together as a group of people and someone's rep- misrepresenting the group. That's not cool. Like yeah, that. Man. Like, I don't know. The thing is, man, it's, it's, you know, it's not my band and it's, it's, it's not my place really to like, be like, this isn't okay. Cause it's just like, I'm a hired musician too. It's true. But it's, it's what it does do is tell me that I would never hire these people for gigs. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like some guys are just doing doing stuff like that because they're seeing another guy do it, you know, and it's they're not really they're not really like that either. But they're like, well, I mean, if it's cool, then they'll just do it, you know, but I just like I have a stand a standard and I just don't think it's OK. Like, I think you have to, you know, be be discreet when you're, you know, you're yeah. not you're not they didn't pay for your meal to be there, even though that's part of our deal. You know, it's like there's guests here that where they paid for their guests to eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're the reason why, like you said, you're the reason why we get bandwiches. Mm-hmm. So that's it. All right. So that's that's my, my third and last right soapbox. It's a good one. Just, <laughs> just another another tally to the reasons that I don't want to be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, dude. And there was there was all kinds of moments where I was like like one of my, like a guy that I know, you know, too, he, he knows you. And like, he's a fan of the drum brigade and he's taken lessons with me. And he's a fan of like the band, the actual bands that I've played in like Western standard time and Agrilites, And like, he knows me. He's like a fan of what I do. Mm-hmm. And he is at the wedding and he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm just like, Oh man, that's an awkward situation for me because I'm like, I'm at work. Like I'm not playing a cool show. Like I'm at, I'm doing a wedding (laughs) and like, I know you're expecting me to be playing like ska music or something, but this is like, I'm literally going to be playing uptown funk dude. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to have that conversation like, Hey man, just so you know, this isn't like going to be a cool gig. This is going to be like me playing work stuff, you know? Uh, And like You did have to play that, right? I didn't. I did it, but there was equally stuff, equal stuff that was like just as bad. Like, like we did, like, like we did, like 
the musicians that were on this gig were just like not the hippest musicians in town, you know, like, and so it was like a bit outdated in my opinion. It was like what it was, was a bit like wedding singer-ish. So we're like doing a bossa nova version of like a David Bowie song. And it was like, you know, like the keyboard patches were like vibes, not piano, you know? And then there's a sax player. So that immediately makes us sound like smooth jazz, even though he's playing some hip stuff, you know, it's like, it just waters everything down to where it's like, huh? Okay. I didn't know Corey got down like that. You know, it's like, smooth jazz, dude, this is embarrassing. (laughs) You know, and so it, it was fine, dude. It was like, uh, you know, I I get in my own head about stuff like that. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then it's not like these guys can't play. They all can play. They have the gig for a reason. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I just don't like being in that situation when people understand, like, people know that I do a certain type of music and then they're stoked to see me on drums. And then, and then I'm like, you know, I don't know, playing a watered down version of like, fly me to the moon or something or like oh, i don't know it's just like dude yeah. you rip on no matter what you're playing so it doesn't matter yeah but it's yeah it could be better yeah <laughs> when you know when when people see you you just hope that you can do your best i know you i know the feeling yeah all right well anyways it was all good though it was it ended up being a great gig and um it was a lot of fun and i made it through with my janky ankle and um you know the people were super cool too. The the bride and groom was like probably the coolest bride and groom we've we've seen in a long time. Oh, that's cool. Not, like not like not Bridezilla and you know Karen and Ken or whatever their the names are. It's like they were <laughs> super nice, very nice. down with anything. Just super pumped to have live music at their wedding. That's great. Yeah. So. All right, Funky Phil. Um, anything else? No, I feel like we we really got the job done today. Yeah. Soapboxes. Phil needs coffee. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> we both don't have the Ronas, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, what's this one going to be called? Like, I don't even know. Don't give me the Ronas. <laughs> Melted slushy. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. The movie soapbox, man. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, it's been a good one. Show 113. Thank you, Funky Phil, just for being a straight up amazing co host. <laughs> just the best. Thank the you, best. Corey, for being an amazing host. What? <laughs> um, shout out to, to Charlotte for, um, man, dealing with a break in it once is, is one thing, but twice, dude. Yeah, yeah not a good thing. Um, shout out to Whitney Shea for getting the dopest drummer in town. The dopest. <laughs> um, and shout out to all you listeners for listening to Drum Brigade Podcast. Thank you guys um, for helping us to make just the best show that's in your iTunes library. Thank you to us for making the best show on iTunes. Yeah. Thank you to us. <laughs> Specifically me. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you again, and we'll see you guys later on. Thank you. Thank you. This fool. This fool does not play gospel chops. This fool sucks. This show is going to go 
better than this. Yeah, that's weird. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.